You are listening to Melanie White with another episode of the Habitology Podcast. And today I want to talk about something really important, which is making the most of your time. Do you find yourself saying, I'm so busy, I wish I had more time, or I need to start making the most of my time, or I need more time in my life to do what I need to do. I just wish I could clone myself. There aren't enough hours in the day. Maybe you're just feeling rushed, like life is passing you by or time's flying. We always talk about wanting more time or wasting time or spending time. And sometimes we might be lucky enough to say that we're having the time of our life. Think about that for a moment. Time is actually a resource. Just like money, we can spend it or we can save it. But know that the things that you say to yourself about time create your expectations of time and they totally shape your experiences of it and that's what I'd like to talk to you about today. If you want to make the most of your time that you have available, listen up. But before we launch into that discussion, I want to talk about three important facts about time. Fact number one is that time is a mental construct. Time is something that was invented by a human mind. It's just a unit of measure of the progress of our civilization as a whole. Humans came up with the concept of time thousands of years ago and used it to measure the natural cycles of day and night and the seasons. If you look at Wikipedia and search for the word time, you'll find a discussion around the first measurements of time dating back to perhaps 6,000 years ago using the moon as a guide. So it's speculated. These days, we've even created daylight savings. That's when we change clocks in the different seasons to adjust our access to winter and summer daylight. So the fact that we have daylight savings tells me that we're totally in control of how we use time and how we measure it. It's definitely a mental construct. With that fact aside, let's consider fact number two. Time is a precious resource because it's finite. I remember growing up in Perth in Western Australia walking down the Hay Street Mall past the London Court clock and I saw a little engraving under the clock and when I looked closely I read the words no minute past comes ever back again take heed and see ye nothing do in vain and that really really stuck with me I thought time actually is precious I always want to do what's right for me I always want to make good decisions for my life I don't want to waste a moment chasing something that my heart isn't truly involved in, that I'm not truly committed to. And so that was a real turning point for me to recognise as a teenager that time is a precious resource, that it's finite, and that I wanted to therefore make the most of my time. Fact number three is perhaps a little bit of Captain Obvious here. Time is something that we can't control. Yes, it's a mental construct, and yes, it's a precious resource, but we really can't control it. So thinking of those facts, how does that affect the way we experience time? How does that affect our ability to make or create time and use time wisely? Well, if you think about how thoughts affect our experiences generally, what we think creates a feeling which creates the action we take and the results that we get. 
So if you're dwelling on the fact that time is finite or limited, then you might have a scarcity mentality around time. If you feel that time is flying or time's going too slowly or that you need more time, it's totally going to affect your experience of time and your happiness around that experience. Let me just say that again. You might be telling yourself right now, time's going too fast or too slow or that you need more time or that you're too busy. And whatever you're saying to yourself right now is going to totally affect your experience of time and how satisfied and happy you feel with that experience. So in other words, you can use your thought process and your actions to slow down or speed up time. How do you do that? Well, here's a little experiment to illustrate how it works. Go get a glass of water and fill it up and hold it at arm's length on the palm of your hand. Balance it there with your arms straight out. Hold it there for a minute. Notice that as your arms start to tire, the glass of water starts to feel heavier. Now, if you can hold that for a minute, see if you can go for another minute without lowering, lowering your arm or having to drop the glass of water. And notice what your brain is telling you as you do that exercise. It's two tiny minutes, but the chances are that while you're standing there, all you're thinking about is that glass of water, how tired your arm is getting, wondering how long there is to go, and asking yourself when it's going to be over. And in that simple example, you just created a perception that time slowed down that, and that you were having a difficult experience and that it was perhaps the longest two minutes of your life. Notice the language around that. So thinking of that example, let's look a little more deeply at how we experience time so that you can start changing your language around it and making the most of the time that you have available. So let's talk first about slowing down time and feeling good about it. Reflect first on what you're currently saying to yourself. Are you saying things like, why is this taking so long? What's the hold up? Can we speed things up a little? Are we there yet? If you are regularly saying those sorts of things to yourself, your experience of time is going to be that it's incredibly painfully slow and you're going to feel frustrated by that. And slow and frustrated is not such a great combination. Maybe in this case, if you're saying those sorts of things, then your expectations around time might be that things should be moving faster. You should be able to get more done or you should be finished by now. Notice that shoulds come into the dialogue there and these things create expectations around time for you. So if you want to change your language around time, you first need to look at the shoulds that might be coming up. So reflect on that right now. What are the shoulds that come up for you? Are you saying I should be doing more? I should be getting more fitted in? What is it for you? How could you change that dialogue? What would happen if you slowed down the pace of what you were doing? Think about a totally different experience that you could have with slow time. And you're going to hear a common thread here, which I'll talk about in a moment. But let's say that you're saying things to yourself like, I love the feeling of the sun on my skin. This is so good. I wish it would go on forever. I'm really savoring this moment. 
Look at the amazing detail in that painting or that garden. Look at the colours in that flower, aren't they amazing? Notice that with those sorts of statements, your experience of time is going to be that it's a lot slower and wondrous, enjoyable or inspiring. So you might notice that the experience of slowing down time happens when we do one thing at a time with intention. A bit like holding the glass of water, but more enjoyable. So what we're talking about here is mindfulness, being really present, singular tasking instead of multitasking, and bringing 100% focus and intention to one thing. At the beginning, it's going to be uncomfortable for you if you're used to multitasking or rushing through life or working fast. But the more you do it, the more comfortable it's going to feel and the more enjoyable it's going to be. There are going to be some tasks that you do that aren't fun. And so in that case, you're going to need to think about ways to slow down time and make those tasks enjoyable, perhaps dwelling on the outcome or thinking about ways to make it more interesting or competitive. And of course, there are other ways you can slow down time too. Maybe right now you spend a lot of time scrolling on Facebook or watching TV or doing things that don't really fill up your cup. But you can slow down time enjoyably by doing yoga or meditating or breathing deeply or having deep conversations with somebody that you're close to, walking in nature, listening to music, playing with your kids, going on a date night with your partner. Maybe it's about noticing the detail of something in the moment. Any of those are really simple ways that you can slow down time and feel like you're making the most of it. Notice how the feeling that time is going slow is based on the thoughts that might come up around the activity that you're doing. Time feels slow when you pay notice to every second that ticks by. And you can only do that when you do one small thing at a time with great attention. I could call this craftsmanship if you like and often I think time is slowest when we're alone consider how the positive thoughts about your experiences that you have cause you to have a better experience of time that applies to when you go slowly but also when time is flying because when time is flying it generally means that you're enjoying yourself we can experience a speeding up of time when we're multitasking or juggling lots of things and then the feeling is busy. Think about how your day flies by when you're working intensively on a project that you're totally absorbed in or juggling work and kids and family duties. And in those situations you might be thinking something like, wow, I'm so busy or hurry, we're going to be late or quick, we have to be there in 10 minutes or I need to get this done by the end of today. Notice how those sorts of thoughts cause you to have the experience of time moving quickly and that they also create anxiety and possibly frustration or tension. And notice that your expectation would be that you need more time or that you must have or you need to do something right now or that you can't wait. That's the language of lack and there's a speed mentality in that case. I must go faster, better, quicker, stronger. Does this have to be the only experience of fast-moving time? Not at all. 
you can get totally lost in a task, totally absorbed. And as they say, time flies when you're having fun. And that leads me to talk about the concept of flow. Flow is positive psychology in action. When we're in flow, we have a balance between skill and challenge. We lose track of time. We feel totally absorbed in what we're doing and what we're going, what we're doing feels good and rewarding. Being in flow can bring a rich experience to the concept of time. And so the more you're in flow, the better experience you'll have with time, the less rushed you'll feel and the more enriched your life will be. So let's wrap up what we've talked about today. In summary, it could be said that the way you experience time is strongly linked to your thoughts and your expectations. That is, if you think that you have too much to do and not enough time, then that's what your experience will be. That's what time will mean to you. And the reverse is also true. If you think that you have plenty of time and that you need to focus on doing one thing really well, then your experience of time will be about flow and enjoyment and total absorption. It will be a rich experience and much more positive. Thinking of all these things, I've created a new equation to define the experience of time where optimal time equals thoughts plus experiences plus connections. So considering all of that, what will you choose to do from now on? What will you create as an expectation of time? for the time that you have available? How will you be choosing to think about time from now on? And how will that expect affect your experience of that time? Lots to think about with the concept of time. And I invite you to thought watch this week and to notice how you talk to yourself about time and how that affects what actually happens in your life and your level of satisfaction and fulfillment. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that session today and I look forward to seeing you next time. Speak to you soon. Bye for now. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.